0: Welcome to Dating for Marriage. My name is Lori Koz. And I'm Hannah Green. And together we're going to share our perspectives on dating. So you can have quick wins, date
1: ideas, and some fun. All while looking for your happily ever
0: after. Brene Brown does a TED Talk where she talks about five life-altering lessons and the power of vulnerability. Um, These five lessons come up a lot in life, and I think they're very important when when it comes to dating. Her five lessons are don't bottle up emotions and become self-aware, vulnerability takes courage, show up, face your fear, and move forward, seek excellence, not perfection, and date to be yourself. Brené Brown does this awesome TED talk where she talks about five altering lessons and the power of vulnerability. These five lessons are don't bottle up emotions and become self-aware. Vulnerability takes courage. Show up, face your fear and move forward and seek excellence, not perfection. Date to be yourself. So, When I, I am always dating to look for in a relationship. And sometimes I just like, don't feel motivated to keep going. It's often because I have roadblocks up or something like that. And I just, I often stop and take breaks. Um, Lori, what kind of struggles did you have when you were looking for a guy and, you know, trying to, what fears were you experiencing during that time?
1: So, I think my biggest fear was that I was going to end up alone just because. A hundred. You know, know, and I was just disappointed a lot, um, which caused the exhaustion. Right. And I also took a ton of breaks. And I think breaks are good sometimes. I think it's good to take maybe a week or two weeks off, just Mm -hmm. not too long, because ultimately you want to be happy because you need to be. Yeah. You got to be in a good place, right? In order to attract some, the right one. Cause I really do believe people feel the vibes you give off. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I definitely took a lot of breaks. I think a lot for me was, I had a really good support system with friends and family and they constantly encouraged me, you know, like unlike your mom, my mom put a lot of pressure on me because my mom had gotten Mm -hmm. married when she was 19. Which I can you imagine today? Yeah. So I mean, I
0: mean, let's let's be honest. It does happen, but yeah. No, it does
1: happen. But yeah, she put a ton of pressure on me. She made me a loser sometimes. But at in the end, at one point, she did say to me, "Hey, I give you a lot of credit for following your dreams and sticking to what you want and what you don't want. I wish you know I would have maybe been more like that. So." you know, it was good.
0: Yeah. Well, I I get it. I I will say I tend to take more time off than I probably should just because it's, I mean, sometimes when you have a lot more things going on in your life, it's harder to be focused on, um, you know, the the thing that you should be focused on the most, or maybe not the most, but you know, I, I remember like a couple months ago, I literally stopped and I took peeled back every single part of my life. And I basically started with the basics. I was like, okay, in order to live every day and be happy and healthy and everything, I, what do I, What are the basics that I need? I have to walk my dog every day. I have to feed my dog every day. I have to go to work and I have to feed myself and get sleep. So that's, I stripped it all back. And then I started adding things back in and like, so that I could feel like, you know, I added in friends, I added in reading like every day I add and then eventually once I became more confident I finally added in dating of course it was like right when I added it back in there's the pandemic started so you know it was back to square one but I I really felt like that was probably the time I was most ready to start dating but I also feel like it, it's really funny that you say talk about how you come off in a date because I feel like I've A lot of people talk about that and like people can sense your either readiness or your, I don't, I don't know what they can sense, but they can sense something about you that turns them off. And I'm always fascinated by that because I don't necessarily haven't encountered that before with a guy. I haven't felt him feel a block, but I guess I can see how somebody would see it from me. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I remember being on a date once with someone that I had been set up with from a colleague and he had just been divorced. And it was so obvious he just wasn't ready to date again. So I think you kind of can feel sometimes the vibes. I know personally for me, I self-sabotaged a lot when I dated at one point just because I was bitter because of a broken engagement and just bad dates. And it really took me a moment. Like I remember being on a date and I'm like, wow, this guy's really great. I need to like get it together. And there's kind of an epiphany for me that, hey, you know, I had to go back and really think about who I was before some of those negative experiences and really get happy with who I was again.
0: Yeah, I I do feel that a lot. And but I also feel like I've been so many different types of people that I still feel like I don't even know what type of person I'm supposed to be. Do you still feel like that? (laughs) What do you mean by that just explain a little bit more well you know i lived in florida so i feel like my my personality in florida was different than it has been different than my personality up here i often feel like my personality with my friends is different than my personality with my family my personality drastically changes it's not that but i feel i'm not as confident with my family i'm more confident with my friends so it's okay. just like, I feel like with my family sometimes I revert back to the child, like my myself as a child, which I've here is a thing. A lot of these like psychologists and things like that they talk about like your inner child, but I feel mm-hmm. like often you know like it's still we're like three siblings still living our life as a child, and you know I we're still fighting and like I just feel like sometimes with my mom I sometimes just feel like a child instead of an adult and things like that and I don't know whether it's because of our relationship or what but I also feel like I want to perceive I want them to perceive me in a certain way so I think that sometimes I I let down my walls around my friends but I don't let them down around my family
1: okay that's interesting that's interesting but I could also see that with family
0: because it's like the fear of being judged
1: Especially being single, being, having a successful career and, you know, sometimes your siblings are on that page, you know, and, you know, for example, you know, my mother and I were totally different and, you know, her twenties versus my twenties were totally, we had different experiences. Mm -hmm. So I could totally understand that and not wanting to share every little piece of, you know, what's going on, especially in your personal life.
0: Right. And I think that, like, um, I, we talked about this, the love languages, and you mm-hmm. wanted me to take the love language test.
1: Yes, I did.
0: And I took it, and I was yeah. correct, although I do kind of feel like, am I, was I correct because I knew that's what I wanted it to be? So I don't really know whether it's, but words of affirmation, 20% was gifts, and then Everything else was tied at 17%. Okay. So, quality act, acts of, for a service and then touch. So, okay. I thought that was pretty interesting that they were all three tied. Um, but anyway, I feel like I'm always seeking affirmation for my family. And I might have said this in the other podcast, I forget, but you know, it's like they're the one, I get it from everybody else. It, Except for them. So I feel like for them, I'm just always like fighting for that. And so I feel like sometimes just lead me to shut down and, you know, like I'm not from them what I need. So it just does. I'm not funny with my family. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, funny, like I act crazy and like, you know. I don't, yeah. I feel, I act like I don't care what anybody thinks. But with my family, it's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here in the corner and be quiet and, you know, not talk very much.
1: Okay. Are you, mm-hmm. are you
0: the middle child? Ah, no, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. No. That's
1: oh, so interesting. The only girl. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because you're the only girl. And sometimes I feel like there is kind of that double standard sometimes of boys.
0: Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably not the best, but I mean, that's definitely something that I'm working on overcoming and I'm not sure how it relates to my dating. I would hope that that think that they would probably recognize it. Cause they would probably be one of the first people that really is around me and my family. And then me and so my how do How do you think you act on a date
1: normally? Do you think you're like open?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe open. I don't know. I feel like I'm open, I take control a lot, which is probably not good, but um, I'm bubbly, I like smile a lot. I tend to guide the conversation because I hate awkward pauses and everything, so. Okay. I try not to. Interesting. But I do wanna say that my fears or my current, another struggle that I have, and that you might've had this too, is that yeah you know what I think I did feel
1: that way a little bit but I just feel like when you meet the right and then this is going to sound so cliche and I say this to a lot of people but when you kind of meet the right person it just happens naturally mm. and I, that's what happened for me I mean it just kind of happens naturally and you, you know they just fall in
0: I totally you make the time I believe that yeah And I think that's like, I don't want to make the time until I meet that person. Like, you know, I want to make the time, but it's like, they're not going to get more than what I'm giving until, I mean, I don't know. This is part of my thing. I need to break it down and like, you know, break down my holding back. But my mom, when I, we drove across the country, we were talking about something like this because I've always been very against dating a teacher. And people have been trying to talk me out of that because, well, I'm a teacher and I just feel like, first of all, my entire life at work is at work. And I know that my, you know, people tell me, oh, but you don't talk about work at home, all this stuff, but I'm passionate about my work. So I feel like I would talk about it at home. My thing with dating a teacher is that I like my space and if we're going to be off in the summer at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, "Hannah, then you can you can travel and do all the things you love to do." I uh, agree with that. Like that would be an easy way for me to have my time after, you know, but that's not the main reason, but anyway, I I was just, you know, my mom then made a comment because we had just spent 16 days together and at the end of the time she she made a comment about how I she doesn't know whether I'd be able to travel with anyone for 16 days and of course that was not you know Ooh, harsh harsh and you know we were probably getting on both of each other's nerves and I had just done no, something yeah it wasn't it wasn't a one-way street at all you know she was not the only one that made a comment about traveling across the country with your daughter. And I, you know, probably made something to her, but, you know, it affected me because, you know, that's always been my biggest worry is do I have space in my life for that person? And I know I have it for the right person.
1: Yeah. I, and I think you will, I think you will make, you will make room when you find the right person. It just happens. It's a natural thing. I mean, it takes time, everything takes time and it, you know, you have to get to know each other. So it's yeah. definitely gonna happen. One of the things I do in my dating evaluation that I send a lot of people that I coach and I work with and also people I'm trying to set up, I send them an evaluation and one of my questions is, what is your biggest frustration with dating today? And these are some of the answers I have for them to check, You know, finding quality matches and someone that is on the same page I think that's like one of the biggest ones. Exactly. Um, meeting people online that avoid meeting in person. That was a huge one for me. <laughs> um, you know, security, feeling safe with people today, right? Just with everything going on in the world, you know, making sure you're not meeting a crazy. Um,
0: and, Safety. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, another one for me also
0: was having someone ghost me,
1: which I used to hate and it's like it's
0: passion that's a whole nother like podcast episode but i hate that with a passion
1: we can definitely talk about that but it's nothing to do with you it's nothing to do with me it's usually that person
0: it's <laughs> just so annoying uh-huh.
1: uh meeting people meeting someone online or at an event and finding out they're not they're lying about who they are and I'll get into that at the end um, of this podcast and then meeting people who are only interested in hooking up and not interested in a serious relationship. That was a bummer for me.
0: That was, that was definitely, those are definitely bummers for sure. Um, I think my top ones out of those are quality, the ghosting is, is a really big thing with my age group, I think so.
1: Yeah, and also like another one for me was people not responding to my sincere messages when I sent them a message online that used to frustrate me
0: because so you took so much time to do it. Yes, but, yeah. Yeah. right. We'll get
1: into we'll get into more of that in the next episode, but yeah, it's just
0: so disheartening. It is. There I mean, there's so many things to get upset about. so, how do you overcome these? Like, how do you not let them affect you? Because I feel like it's really hard sometimes.
1: I think, you know what? It's just continuing to enjoy the things you enjoy in life. And it's a lot of self-affirmation, right? It's a lot of self-positive affirmation. And I think also for me, another thing I did, I started to challenge myself, like, And think of things that you know made me happy. Things I could try, maybe a little bit different than you know, getting off the online dating. So I would do meetup groups, ways I could meet different people, speed dating. You know, I would do a couple of trivia nights. So I just kind of like, I feel like switching it up with the in-person events made me feel so much better.
0: It's it's a confidence booster, I think, when you meet people in person because you absolutely. You realize that the the behind the people behind the screen are, are using that screen as a way to be the way that they are. But in person, at least you can feel like a connection, and you can feel that confidence being of somebody being interested in you, and everything. Yeah, that's a good way. That's definitely good advice. I wanted to tell you about this book that I'm reading. Yeah, Falling in the One. Have you heard about it? I have heard about this book before. So I'm not very good at keeping it, doing it every day, but this, this um, quote really fits into what we're talking about and what you were telling me about you creating space. Well, first of all, it talked about creating space um, in your living environment, which I thought was very interesting because it talked about like right now my bed is pushed up against the window because my dog likes to look out the window and it's where she can see during the day at night sometimes she looks out the window too so it's I have it pushed up against the window but it's not very easy for two people to get in and out of the bed so they're like do you have your bed easily accessible for two people do you have space in your closet for two people do you have two nightstands like it's literally like you know, like putting that out there into the universe that you are ready for two people by making your space ready for two people, whether you have two people there or not. I love it. Yeah. And it says creating space for the love of your life. Isn't always about the physical environment. Make sure that you have breathing room in your schedule so that you have the time to explore relationships and let new people into your life you may feel particularly driven to fill your life with constant activity in an effort to create a sense of meaning and purpose. Many people I know make themselves excessively busy in an effort to avoid the pain of coming home to an empty house." And that really like spoke to me, I feel like, you know. So that's,
1: that's a good one, yes
0: like making space for yourself like for people in your life and that's definitely something that I don't always do so but uh, this book basically like has seven weeks and it's like a daily affirmation not affirmations but like a daily practice every day and today's daily practice was about thinking about five ways that you could rearrange your your house to make it livable for somebody else you had to list two things that you could do to alter your schedule to make it like breathing room for extra relationships and then it has like a bonus so all you had to do was list those things you didn't actually have to do them but it's just like being aware i guess of what things might be holding you back but then the bonus thing is like of making those changes like moving your bed away from the wall so that one person can more than one person can get in and things like that so I am going to try. My goal is always to try to do one of these a day. I'm not very good at doing it at the moment, but I'm trying to get back into a better routine. So I will be sharing things with you that I come across as I do that because
1: I love it because I think you're just putting it out into the universe and opening yourself up. Let me right. ask you, have you ever done a speed dating event? Several. You've done several. What, what is your, what's your, what's your vibe on a speed dating do you think it it makes it makes you feel better or does it make you feel worse?
0: Oh, I definitely don't think it makes you feel bad, but the quality normally isn't there. That's I feel, um, at least in the ones that I've gone to. Um, I went to a virtual speed dating event the other day. Oh, cool! I'm so proud of you! Yay! That was. Definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, they had it set up where it wasn't like you moved from table, like you moved from table to table, virtual table. One time I was there talking to like three guys at the same time. It wasn't like ever one on one. And then there were times where it was guys and girls at the table and we all were just talking. And I found myself talking to the girls more than the guys, because the girls are the ones that are actually making the conversation and the guys are just sitting there. So that's my frustration with things like speed dating. I often feel like for people that a lot of the times the girls are better quality than the guys. And I hate to say that because I don't like to judge people, but- there it, are- it
1: could be, it could just be the area too. Like it could just maybe be this area. I mean, I don't know. I really liked, I used to love speed dating in New York. I did actually meet a couple people speed dating. Yeah. And it was a good, it, but it, it could be just maybe the area and some of the people who are signing up. I kind of feel like there's no power over knowing who's going to attend. It's just something you try,
0: right? Yeah. Right, it's definitely an option. And I would never not do it, let's just say that. I just don't oh, think cool. that. And I've I've always found, I feel like I found one person, oh, the one guy that I went on a speed dating event with, he basically... I, I have removed this from my mind, so I don't remember, but it was one of the worst dates that I've been on because he basically like told me at the end that I let him on and like all this stuff and that I was a horrible person. What? Yeah. After one date. Oh, please. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what even happened. I think I just decided like he wasn't really acting very nice to me. And so I wasn't, I just think the vibe was off, but he basically like told me off at the end of the date. sounds like a nice guy. (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: (laughs) So my whole big thing is helping people save time and preventing them from heartbreak. So one of the questions I do ask and that everybody always answers in terms of the fear thing is the fear of wasting time meeting the wrong people. That is everybody clicks this hands down every survey that i send out. Definitely. So like my tip, and this is like, I guess the win and something I want people to take away from this episode Mm -hmm. is that I think you really need to lead with your non-negotiables these days. Okay. And people may ask like, what is a non-negotiable, right? Right. And
0: what do you mean by leading? So I mean,
1: I want you to write down and I want you to really think about at this point in your life, the things you're not willing to negotiate on right? And they should follow your values and your principles. And they define only what you won't accept from others, but what you will and won't accept from yourself. Right? So for me, for example, like my whole thing is I love to travel. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I dated somebody who never wanted to leave New York. (laughs) And I wasted six months with them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: A big no-no. So things like that I just want you to think about and I think everybody should think about these things and as you're dating and meeting new people bring up you know some of these things that you enjoy doing casually I don't want you to interview them but you know casually bring up the things that you are looking for in life and just see what their reaction is because if it's a no and you know, like, for sure, I wanted to get married. That was also another one of mine. And they say, oh, marriage isn't really for me. You already know, like, that first stayed in. This is not the person I need to be spending my time with.
0: So how many non-negotiables do you suggest? You know what? I don't think there's a number for anybody. As long as it's
1: not picky, like, I need to marry a millionaire. I mean, they should really be things that follow your values and your principles. Okay.
0: Well, um, Lori did ask me to do this myself, so uh, these are my three, or I put three, but I might add a fourth one, but I think you already probably know what the fourth one would be. I wasn't sure, but I want a family, number one. That's my number mm-hmm. one, negotiable. Um, non-negotiable. Again, it doesn't really, I didn't really put marriage. I put a family. I would like to get married, but it's 2020. Things can be negotiated. <laughs> And, that's... um, that goes with maybe some, I am on the cusp since I turned 37, I'm like, okay, I still would like somebody that doesn't have kids, but I'm open to people that have kids as long as they still want more because Woo-hoo. I, but that's big would, for you,
1: Hannah. No, I, it's I'm, big,
0: I'm... but it's like teetering. I'm not like a hundred percent there yet. So it's like, has to be a great quality person and they have to want more than one more kid. I want two kids at least. So they have to be willing to, if they already have two kids, have two more. So that's like, can be hard. I think that they're out there. I think that they're out there. I'm telling you. I'm not saying they're not out there, but you know, I think there are also still a lot of people that don't have any kids out there for me too. So I just want to say that. Um, so, and then I am very liberal and I care a lot about social issues. And because I'm an educator, I also care about education. So I would like them to be on the same page for those because obviously if we're going to be raising kids together, then I would like that to be something that we do together. If, if we're contrasting in those types of yeah. areas and we're raising kids, it's probably not going to work out. And then lastly, I mean, well, the, then I put... I'm not religious. I don't really care if they're religious, but most of the time I feel like there is a disconnect if they're really religious and I'm not really religious. So I think that that can be an issue um, for that, that I've experienced in the past. That's just from something in the past. Again, I don't really care if they're religious, but most of the time they want somebody that's very, that's also similar religion to them. And then finally travel, can't live without it travel, adventure, exploration, things like that, but you, you captured things. So, so basically you're saying that we need to know our non-negotiables and our love languages. And if we know those, then we're probably not going to compromise, or we're probably going to be better at overcoming the fears and the struggles that we would have, because we know we're out there doing the right work.
1: Exactly. You're, you're definitely, you're focused. You're not wasting time. You're not going to get hurt because you already know, you know, what you want. Mm-hmm. And I also like the love language quiz, which you can take and we'll put the, um, the link on the site. It's love lovelanguagescom But I like that quiz and just knowing like mine, for example, is quality time. And my husband didn't know that when I met him, I had to tell him. People don't know how, to, they're not going to know how to love you unless you tell them, hey, these are the things that are important to know that I know you care about me. And the right. reason why I like word, your, your, that yours is words of affirmation, it really says a lot about you, that you you care, you really listen to people, and that should be a good one for somebody to realize, hey, this is a good person that I'm dating because they really care what I have to say. Mm-hmm. So that's I love it.
0: Thank you. It was, it was hard. I would say that some of those questions in the five love languages were hard, like to tell from like, you know, if they had gifts and words of affirmation up there, it was hard. Like, I mean, I like that they give you a scenario, but it was like, definitely like, I had to think about it for a second.
1: Yeah, no, I I like, I like, and they ask you several ones. So they really narrow it down for you. Yes.
0: Yes, they do. All right. Well, I love our t- our two quick wins and I am very excited to continue on this journey of love with you Lori.
1: I am super excited and our next episode stay tuned we're going to be talking about dating apps and online dating.
0: All right, I'm so excited. Happy dating. Happy dating. Hello, fellow daters. I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. I know that our podcasting is a little rough around the edges, but we're learning as we go. And so we really appreciate all the time that you take to listen to our podcast and listen to what we have to say. We are hoping that it will become better as it goes on. So please try to ignore any of the, you know, little mistakes here and there. It's, it's a work in progress. So thank you very much and happy dating.